Welcome to Macintosh and Mod Haven't Seen What, the podcast where we make each other watch movies we should have already seen. I'm Diana. And I'm David. And today we watched Fletch. Erwin M. Fletch Fletcher is a newspaper reporter being offered a large sum off a cancerous millionaire, but is on the run risking his job and finding clues when it's clear the man is healthy. Mm. It's a mystery. Mystery. The most sarcastic mystery ever. Uh-huh. Is this movie great? No. 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 But mm-hmm. it is peak Chevy Chase. Okay. You don't agree. I don't know. I agree. It's peak Chevy Chase. I just trying to decide if I care. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something to this story mm-hmm. and that I think it's really cool. And I know for a fact, like, people have wanted to return to this story a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much, in fact, that we just had a adaptation of another Fletch story uh, mm-hmm. in 2020 with John Hamm playing the role. Yeah. Greg Matola directing. Look, I enjoy the basic premise here and the idea of this wisecracking asshole who he's he's doing disguises, but he's doing them in the most like under the radar, unassuming way mm-hmm. where it's not so much the disguise that gets him through as just his complete willingness to be a smart ass to anyone mm-hmm. because he just does not give a shit about any authority. Okay. However... This movie pulls too many of those punches. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like they wouldn't let Chevy completely off the leash. Mm-hmm. Because I want, like, full-on Chevy just being the biggest dick in the world to everyone. Oh, yeah. And instead, they almost want to keep it kind of a lighter, wacky comedy. Mm-hmm. Which I get. It's an 80s movie. <laughs> sure. But I... That is why I'm really curious about this new adaptation. Mm -hmm. Maybe they got that balance better because the character of Fletch sounds awesome. Yes. And some of those one-liners are incredible. Mm -hmm. I just, every time I come back to... I splurged. I invested 49 cents in a set of novelty teeth. It's just, it's the most dry Raymond Chandler bullshit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where it's like, yeah, he's a hard-boiled detective who's really a slop of a newspaper reporter in L.A. Yeah. And I kind of love that. I just don't think they did the greatest job of fully fleshing out that character. Uh, yeah, I think, like, I, the intro's great. Like, the first, like, 15 minutes where you're like, this is who I am and this is what I do, great. And then it just devolves from there. And, like, I legitimately got bored. Yeah. Premise is great. Chevy's cool. The bits are fun, but it's just like your story meanders too much in a way that's not interesting. Like they wrote the comedy and not the mystery here. And it has to be both for it to work really well. I No, I think what you need to do is you need to write the mystery and then you need to make the mystery funny. Mm-hmm. Because if the mystery, which is the whole purpose of this guy's story being presented to us, makes sense, is good, is solid, then adding on this layer this guy's kind of absurd and he's a little weird then it becomes not only interesting but then it can be funny and i think that's the mistake they made yeah oh writing bad yeah writing not, not bad. the best writing bad the budget for this movie was eight million dollars mm-hmm. that's about 22 and a half million dollars in today's money it grossed 60 million dollars or 168 million 
It's one of Chevy's most iconic roles to date. Sure. And rightfully so. Nobody had seen a character quite like this, because we'd seen noirs, we'd seen detectives, mm-hmm. we'd seen maybe sometimes schlubby detectives. What we had never seen before was a complete slob of a man who gets himself into situations that he really can't get out of. Yeah. Let's talk about the writing. Okay. We start with Gregory McDonald, who wrote the novel Fletch. He would write 11 different novels in the Fletch mystery series. Oh, okay. Along with a number of other books, two of his other books were made into films, The Brave and Running Scared. And then the newest movie, Confess Fletch, is the second book in the Fletch series. Okay. Then we have Andrew Bergman as our main screenwriter. Before this, he co-wrote Blazing Saddles, Mm. The In-Laws, and Oh God, You Devil. After this, Big Trouble, The Freshman, Soap Dish, Honeymoon in Vegas, The Scout, Striptease, and Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Okay. And then uncredited, we have Phil Alden Robinson, who before this wrote Rhinestone and All of Me. And after this, wrote Field of Dreams, Ghost Dad, Sneakers, The Chamber, the 81st Academy Awards, and created The Good Fight. Oh, okay. We're not fans of the writing here. Not exactly, no. Well, so as cynical as Chase can be in the novels, Fletch really is dark, mean, and cynical. Mm-hmm. Chevy's doing his whole Chevy bit. Yeah. And the filmmakers pulled punches. Okay. Let this guy be mean. Yeah. He's got to be a dick. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the whole thing with a character like this. He's got to be a total asshole. Mm-hmm. And that you don't want to like him, but he's right. Oh, sure. That's the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what also makes it interesting. Like, I hate the fact that the poster is him with a quote-unquote, like, ID badge that has all of his different disguises. Mm -hmm. That's how the film was marketed, and that's how they viewed it. It's like, look at... Look at Chevy Chase do wacky shit on camera. It's like, that's not the story. Yeah. Like, it, it's a fun side bit of how he figures stuff out. Sure. But it's not the story. The story is you are confronted with one of the biggest jackasses ever, and he's your hero. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> well, it's, it's one of, I mean, this is very popular in television now. Like, it's an unlikable person is your main character. And you have to, like, wrestle with the fact that you don't like this guy, but at the same time, you're kind of rooting for him and you want to see what happens. That's a great twist. But they didn't support it with a solid story that anchors the wacky. Yeah. Because then it's fun. Because otherwise, this is, this is I mean, this is just, It's just a messier Pink Panther. Yeah. But the thing is about Pink Panther is it's got a good mystery. And then it's not so much that it's funny. It's that Clouseau is just absurd. Yes. He's so absurd. And that's where the comedy comes out of. This is just a guy who's just being ridiculous. Not absurd. It's it's a very different thing. But yeah, he's just an asshole. I know. He's going to go about things in the most obnoxious way possible. And if he thinks somebody's doing something wrong, he's going to get even with them for mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. I just, they tried too hard to make something successful mm-hmm. instead of like, we have something really good here. Let's just make that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other note is that in the book, Carlin and Stanwyck were actually different enemies. They're not working together. Mm-hmm. 
Fletch busts the drugs on the beach story with an indictment against Carlin, who then becomes a fugitive. And then when Fletch confronts Stanwyck, Fletch is followed by Carlin, who shoots Stanwyck on accident, trying to kill Fletch. Which is such a better turn for that character. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the other thing about him, is it's not so much that he's bumbling. It's that he somehow escapes the most dangerous situations through absolute asinine bullshit. Which we kind of get in this story, yeah. but I feel like they could have played that up more. Yeah. Because I, what I do love is that he gets himself into these moments and disguises and then is immediately thrust into a situation where he's going to have to inhabit the part. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just like, I'm in a disguise and no one notices me. No, 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 no. They notice him. Mm-hmm. And that's where the fun ensues from that is like, oh, fuck. Now I have to be a doctor. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, and, and entertaining, but the you know the, the rest of but it. But he should always there. be escaping by the absolute skin of his teeth. Yes, and he's not. Ugh. Frustration. I'm very frustrated with this movie. Yeah, that's this movie. It should be a lot better. Edging the movie. <laughs> that was really good. Thanks. Now we move on to directing. Our director is one Michael Ritchie. Before this, he did a lot of television, then Downhill Racer, The Candidate, The Bad News Bears, Semi-Tough, and a lot of very bad 80s movies. After this, he directed Wildcats, The Golden Child, Fletch Lives, Cops and Robertsons, The Scout, A Simple Wish, and The Fantastics. What do we think? What do we think of the directing of this movie? I do think the direction's pretty good. Um, I think you kind of got to let Chevy be Chevy. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think the moments when he's being chevy are very well done and very good. And you've got to have a director who lets who lets someone like him do that. And also there's not there's not a ton of reining in Chevy. <laughs> it's more of like putting up a few guardrails so he can't, you know, fall off the cliff. <laughs> um so I feel like that it, it was effective. It was good. He also somehow makes Chevy in a serious moment, feel believable. Mm-hmm. Like in those moments where he actually confronts Gail, mm-hmm. the wife, and is like, dead serious, this is what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few times where I'm like, this is a believable dramatic moment from Chevy. Yeah. Like he, fe- somehow he cracked working with Chevy. Yeah. Which is wild to think about. Oh, yeah. But like, for whatever reason, the fact that these guys worked on more movies outside of Fletch after this uh-huh. is just like, huh, you understand this man somehow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's a perfectly serviceable 80s comedy. Mm-hmm. It's nothing too special about it. There's it, so little to say about this movie. It, it really is. Like, I mean, oh, it's, man. it's Chevy. Well, then let's get into it. Let's talk about our cast mm-hmm. playing Fletch, Clark Griswold himself. At his comedy prime, it's Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. What do we think of Chevy in this movie? He's great. He's he's great. All the bits. The bits are great. And he does, God, the, the fact that they put him in disguises. Yeah. And you think, oh, well, it's Chevy Chase. Who the fuck knows? And then, no, it's like that. I say this every time. I, I, I'm a broken record about him. But w- the moment you see him doing his Gerald Ford impression. Mm-hmm is one of the funniest fucking things because he did no work to actually look or sound like Gerald Ford. He just says, I'm Gerald Ford, and then does Pratt Falls for four minutes. Yeah. 
and it's fucking genius. Yeah, it's so simple. And that's a lot of what he does in this, and that's fine, and that's enjoyable. Yeah, you throw a weird costume on him, uh-huh. but he doesn't do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. It's all real subtle, which would work if the writing was paced better for it. Sure. But like the fact that he just keeps throwing digs at these people and they don't notice it, mm-hmm. which is outstanding. Like he's doing all the best work he can and he is totally at his best in this movie. Mm-hmm. They just did not give him the backup to, to make it right. Yeah. Uh, he has stated in interviews that this was his favorite film because it gave him the, quote, opportunity to be himself, unquote. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. And apparently he got to keep the fake teeth he used for Gordon Liddy, the jet repairman. <laughs> All of the names are so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Who are you? I'm uh, Don Corleone, Mrs. Cavanaugh's cousin. Apparently he would use them in public. He'd put the fake teeth on. People wouldn't recognize him. <laughs> Interesting. We have some who could have been betters. Oh, okay. Charles Grodin. <laughs> Charles Grodin. Oh, he'd be so good as Fletch. That would be interesting. He would have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then, rejected by McDonald, who had final casting approval, mm-hmm. Mick Jagger. No. And Burt Reynolds. No. <laughs> Just no. Thank God Gregory McDonald was like, that guy. Yeah, no. Can you imagine Mick Jagger trying to do this role? No, I cannot. Mick's not a bad actor. No. He's a born performer, but Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but also no. 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 We have Joe Don Baker as Chief Carlin. Mm-hmm. This man has appeared so many times on this show. Yeah. I still love the fact our only Bond villain and sidekick. Yeah, it's amazing. He's been in a bunch of stuff for us. He's being Joe Don Baker. Mm-hmm. He's a bad guy. You know, Joe Don Baker stuff. Yeah, that's cool. All right. We have Dana Wheeler Nicholson as Gail Stanwyck. Mm-hmm. Before this, she did a couple of smaller movies. After this, she was in Tombstone, Bye Bye Love, The Battle of Shaker Heights, Fast Food Nation, Friday Night Lights on television, Parkland, and Nashville on television. Mm. What do we think of Dana Wheeler Nicholson in this movie? She's good. She's very good. Again, a surprising performance in an 80s comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From a from a woman. The character's really well written. I like the fact that she is definitely a woman who... She, she is definitely that sort of damsel in distress, and yet they make her just a believable person. Yes. They don't try to make her super tough or go against the grain. They're just like, she's just a lady who's caught in the middle of a whole bunch of weird shit with her husband and this weird cop. Yeah. And that's refreshing Mm -hmm. to just have one normal person. I mean, I think it's also like the perfect foil to Chevy Mm -hmm. to have him being so wacky. And she's just like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. You're really weird. You're kind of (laughs) cute. You're weird. We have Richard Libertini playing the editor of the newspaper Walker. Um, I could, he's got a lot of different stuff. I will say he played King Murray in the fairy tale theater Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. He then, after this movie, played Jacob Grimm in the Grimm Party on Fairy Tale Theater. Yes. So he had two fairy tale theater appearances. That's important stuff, man. And he was the voice of Wally Lama on Animaniacs. How do we feel about Richard Libertini in this movie? He's fine. 
like no bad notes but also like i don't have a lot of notes for like anyone who isn't chevy (laughs) well fair unless you have notes for tim matheson playing alan stanwick okay this guy is uh that guy who's always in a suit and an asshole i mean fair but also animal house Mm -hmm. animal house i've never seen it i'm ignoring that fair for the moment Weirdly enough, he was the narrator for the Fantasia re-release. What? Yeah. I don't know how that happened. He's just one of those guys that I recognize him, but I never remember what his name is. So Yes. And most recently, uh, he was in the 2019 Child's Play reboot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But also, he was the sad, harangued dad at the creepy house in Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Yes, he was. He's also, so- love the fact that he was Van Wilder's dad in Van Wilder. That is an excellent choice. Yeah. Oh, and while while we're here, she's all that. He was in She's All That. Oh yeah, he's been he's, on the show before. He's, he's that, but that guy's dad. What do we think of Tim Matheson in this movie? He's great. <laughs> like he's he's doing his job. He's being an asshole. Being a pretty face, smarmy asshole. Yeah, that's his job. Yeah, no notes for anyone except Chevy. All right, let's go to our puns. Red to people of note. M. Emmett Walsh playing Doctor Dolan. Mm-hmm. George Went playing Fat Sam. I love it. Norm. Hey, Fat Sam. <laughs> Kenneth Mars playing Stanton Boyd. He's a legend of comedy. He was the Nazi gentleman in The Producers, the original. Oh, okay. He is the Count in Young Frankenstein. Okay. Who is searching around, and he is the voice of King Triton. Oh, okay. He's a big deal. Hmm. Uh, we then move on to Gina Davis as Larry. <laughs> I love your body, Larry. <laughs> We love Gina Davis. Yes, there's much casual sexual harassment going on, but on the other hand, it's in a joking manner. Yes. And she kind of gives it to him, too, so. She shoves it back a little bit. But she's fucking Gina Davis. I know, we love her. She's great. And she's fun in this movie. Uh, Bill Henderson as the speaker at the sort of, you know, ceremony that he walks into, Mm. which that's, oh, that one's full of classic Chevy moments. Yes. Many of you don't know that Fred was... Darn near death recently, and uh, he wasn't ashamed to admit to me that he'd had syphilis, and thank God he stopped in his tracks. I must tell you that it takes a lot for a man to to admit where he got it from and how he got it. I must say, look at him today. Fred, you look just wonderful. Uh, The nose looks normal again. The face has come back into shape, and uh, it's not drooling anymore. It's a good sign. And hats off to Marge, his wife. Because that whole experience there, the two or three weeks that she stayed at Trembling Hills, has paid off. No more alcohol or sedatives in her life. That one's one of the better moments where it's like, this is fantastic. He was Ben Jessup in City Slickers. Oh, okay. We have George Weiner playing Gillett, uh, the lawyer for Fletch's estranged wife. Mm -hmm. This is Colonel Sanders from Spaceballs. Okay. Larry Flash Jenkins playing Gummy. Guy on the beach. Uh, he is the passenger from the joyride in Ferris Bueller. Okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar playing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Love it. He's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. James Avery playing Detective Number Two. Yep, saw that. Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil. David W. Harper playing a teenager. This was Jim Bob Walton from the Waltons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chick Hearn appears as himself. He was the play-by-play announcer for the Lakers from 1960 to 2002. Hmm. 
Allison LaPlaca as the Pan Am clerk. This is Joanna, Rachel's boss from Friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's when she worked at Bloomingdale's. William Sanderson as Swarthout. He is Sebastian from Blade Runner and E.B. Farnham from Deadwood. Great character actor, oh, dude. Wow. E.B., wow. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And Rick Garcia as a waiter. This guy went into news media and became one of the preeminent news anchors in Los Angeles. Cool. A couple of pieces of trivia. Not a lot. Trivia. At one point, Kevin Smith considered doing a prequel based off of Fletch One, another one of the Fletch books. Mm, okay. Uh, he was going to have Jason Lee play Fletch. Oh, that would have been good. Weinstein, because yeah, Kevin Weinstein. worked with Harvey, yeah. ugh, wasn't going to allow it. He said Lee didn't have enough star appeal. So then Kevin said, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to stop working for Harvey. Maybe I'm going to go to Disney and go make Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Mm-hmm. with Affleck in the starring role because it was an Affleck vehicle at that time. Mm-hmm. So Weinstein said, okay, fine. Don't go to Disney. Make your Fletch movie, but have Affleck play Fletch. Mm, no, no. Uh, I don't know. I mean... Uh, Affleck is not comedy. Yeah. Like, he can be funny, but he is not a comedy guy. He's got to play the straight man in a comedy. I know. Like, uh, and that's not shitting on Affleck. It's just that's not his skill set. So do you always have to remember what Kevin says about him? Mm. He could have played the fucking shark. I mean, I love my favorite story about Kevin talking about Ben is that when they were doing Chasing Amy and Silent Bob has his little monologue there, Ben gave him notes. He's like, hey, you know, no, I don't need your notes on this. I'm I'm this is my job. And then he's like, that guy got an Oscar for, for writing. It's <laughs> 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 so like, so, so, I probably should have taken his notes. <laughs> should have taken his notes. Uh, yeah, no, they're precious. So uh, Fletch One briefly started production, but then Affleck decided he was going to go back to Disney to do Ghost of Girlfriends Past, which, of course, he did not wind up doing. No, but Jennifer Garner did. (laughs) And Fletch One got moved to Warner Brothers and just stuck in development hell. And instead, like we said, Greg Matola recently of Adventureland and some other movie fame made Confess Fletch. Okay. With John Hamm instead. And uh, from what I hear, they are continuing talks to try to make more of those. And our only other piece of trivia here is that at the end, when he hops the fence and walks along the pool area to get Stanbeck's house, Fletch is walking into the same house used in The Godfather for the horse head in bed sequence. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. And that leads us to ratings. Ratings. For every movie, we have a specific rating system for this movie. Fake teeth. Yeah, are we going with the the Gordon Lady fake teeth? Yep. Oh, come on, guys. It's so simple. Maybe you need a refresher course. Hey, it's all ball bearings nowadays. Oh, this is a movie of missed opportunities. Mm -hmm. Two. Yeah, it's a two. I agree. Like, Chevy's cool. The bits are fun. But the overall movie suffers from the bad writing. They could do so much better. Yeah, I, yeah, it kind of it makes me curious about the John Ham one because John Ham can be funny. Yes, and uh, you know, I'm also I'm like I gotta go read these books. Mm-hmm. They sound absolutely fun because I'm like, look, I'm already still giggling at this movie. I'm mm-hmm. I didn't hate my time with it. I enjoyed the jokes. I was giggling along with it, and I was like, man, I gotta read these books. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I know there'll be kind of light mystery reading, but on the other hand, it's be like, I'm going to love this character so much. He's okay. such a dick. <laughs> all right. Well, now it's time to go all the way to the outback, to the bush of Australia. Mm-hmm. Diana? Yeah. We're going to watch Crocodile Dundee. Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. I don't, I mean, I haven't seen it in God, probably 30 years, but this was like, this was me and my brother's like one of our favorite films. Like we rented this at least 10 times, at least. I know I've seen parts of this movie. Yeah. Cause you know, see, I, I assume it's it was easy enough to show on TV. Yeah. We definitely saw it on TV from time to time. And it's been like, there's, you know, like the, the knife scene, everybody knows. Um, of course. It's, it's spoofed everywhere. That's okay. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. This is just one of those that's like, I never had any desire. But you know what? It's peak 80s, so we got to watch it. Yeah, peak 80s. All right. Well, until next time. Have a good movie. Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.